Good day, good evening, good night, good morning, you wonderful people. Thank you for coming back to Talking Touring and hanging out for an hour with me, Craig Leach, and the beautiful Liam Sexton. And this week, Jay from Cancer Bats. Uh, just before we go any further, please accept my sincere apologies because like, like the professional audio engineer I claim to be, I selected the wrong microphone on Zoom when recording, um, which is totally Liam's fault and it's his fault and uh, we, we've accepted that, so I'm, I'm glad that he's taken the blame for it. So that's good. Um, but yeah, as I said, this week's with Jay from Cancer Bats, uh, an incredibly good friend of mine. I was, I was lucky enough uh, to tour with them back in 2017 and uh, for me, that was that was such a fucking awesome experience. I've loved Cancer Bats for forever, really. Um, they've always been one of those bands that I remember seeing them live and just being like, "Fuck me, like that." That's how it needs to be done. So uh, we we talk about so much. We talk about Jay joining the band back in the uh, back in the early days and uh, being on that first Hell Destroyer tour, um, having famous friends. How how he sees people on the road more than he sees his neighbours down the road, kind of thing. Like <laughs> it's great. Um, that like the, we talk about the bands that Cancer Bats have been able to tour with. We talk about health on the road. We talk about uh, we we kind of touch on the technical side of stuff and uh, his orange um, uh, amplification uh, endorsements, which was which was super cool. Uh, and we talk about what it's like being like for me they were like that beacon of joy as well at a festival like you see them on there and it's it's not just yeah i'm gonna go and watch a banging show but i'm also gonna go and hang out with my friends and and have a good time so i hope you guys enjoy this as much as we enjoyed doing it um here we go this is uh episode 10 possibly um <laughs> jay from cancer bats enjoy <laughs> it's a coffee. It's a black coffee. Sorry, Fancy. not a true cuppa. Oh, that's all right. We'll let you off. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the Canadian cuppa. Right. How's life in cup. Canada at the moment? How are you doing? Oh man, we got. Well, I like. I'm in Toronto. We're, the whole band is kind of spread out everywhere yeah. now. Um, I'm the only one that's still in Toronto, and we just got slammed with snow oh, really? overnight. Yeah. We had this like, uh, like we kept having this like emergency snowfall warning and my girlfriend and I just kept being like, where is my, nothing's <laughs> happening. And I went for a dog walk last night and then I got home and it basically as soon as I got home, we looked out and it was just like, so what are we talking? We're talking like a couple of feet. Yeah. I think at this point there's like probably, I don't know, half a foot to a foot, but then when it gets plowed, yeah. It ends up in like all the big mounds and the sidewalks get covered. Dude, we got a crazy dump of about an inch about a week ago. And I mean, it's it's insane. I know it's pretty like because you guys aren't really set up for no, not at all. (laughs) I live in the fucking countryside as well. It's like out here when it snows, it's like you can't leave your house, you can't leave the village, you can't go to anywhere. It's ridiculous. You're like scouring the internet for snowshoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Canadian, like Canadian North American friends of yours are just like get snowshoes, and you're like, what are those? I shit you not. <laughs> the other day, uh, I lay, my, my office in my house, it looks out into the street, so I like watch the road as it goes by, the world as it goes by, and a lady walked, she's probably in like her sixties, walked down the street with ski poles. There was like yes. less than an inch or so, and she had ski poles to go to the fucking shop. It was ridiculous. 
dude, there's people, there's people here that do it like year round. Like they're going for a walk oh, and they're just like, they have these like city steeples that they just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> practicing. It's the off season, but I'm practicing. Oh, mate, brilliant. Right. Craig, it's so good to man, see you, it's, man. It's mad. Like I was thinking about it, like because we, we write down a load of questions as prepping stuff. And I was just like, damn it, man, I want to be in a field or in a bus or just somewhere <laughs> with you doing something. Like, I don't care what it is. So this is fucking awesome. Yeah, this Dude, is great. I'm super pumped. What a um, fucking treat. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and you guys, have you met Liam, Jay, Jay? We haven't. We haven't. No, I've been a huge fan of your band for a very, very long time, though. It's fucking, it's great to meet you, man. Oh, well, thank you very yeah. much. That's awesome. Dude. I feel like I was trying to remember because I'm terrible with people's names. Same. I'm like, yeah. One of those terrible people. It's like somebody says their name and I'm immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Craig. This is Liam. <laughs> No, I, you're Craig. I just remember you as like the guy that drinks tealings. Oh yeah. <laughs> what what was that? The whiskey. It's really oh, nice. Oh see. Oh. Yeah, we drank quite a lot. It was good. A little bit. We yeah. More than I had in yeah. a while. That doesn't sound like you, Craig, <laughs> at all. Not anymore. The new me would never the new do you. that. <laughs> I'm kind of clean living Post. now, Jay. I don't know whether you've heard. It's a pretty big deal. I've got a podcast and uh, I've got to take life seriously. <laughs> now that you're gaining all of this like traction and exactly. stardom, you have to like stay on the like, like yeah. on a nice, narrow, even. Exactly. You've got to think about the influence you have on on a on an impressionable young generation. I think Absolutely. It's, well. <laughs> it's a very real responsibility. <laughs> There are people that are going about their day, you know, like going on dog walks or doing groceries, listening to your advice. Exactly. I, I don't know whether anyone considers it advice yet. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fucking mad to consider it advice at this stage. I love that. <laughs> 2021, the most influential human, Craig Leach. Absolutely. Nominee. Every Nominee. Year. <laughs> Nominee. So when was the last time you two saw each other? It's been quite a while now, I guess. Uh, did we? I was trying to remember if we actually saw each other because we the last time we were in Europe was a year ago in December when we were doing shows with uh Sick of It All. Yeah, and you were like working a gig also in London, but you were like, I'm gonna try and make it out, and I could not remember for the life of me if we even got like a five, I think we did. I think we got like a five yeah. minute hand. I remember, so I remember I got off one tour and then I came down to Brighton to see you guys, but that could have been in 2015 yeah. for all the <laughs> <now. laughs> It could have been 2019. It could have been 2010. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. It was, it was, it was uh, 2019. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's right. You like literally ripped down for five minutes. Yeah. What a guy. And then you're like, I gotta go. <laughs> I had to come and see you, man. And I bought, I gave coffee to I know. your uh, the guy that you were um, your van driver. I think. Oh yeah, um, I gave him CB. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. I gave him CBD coffee. Yeah, CBD right. coffee. Wow. Yeah, man. Just turned up and was like, yeah. I come very. It's like while you're cranking it up with caffeine, yeah. you're also finding like a nice even. <laughs> it's like a nice yeah, mellow. It's, it's I bet that guy was like, "Who the fuck is this person?" <laughs> Just turned up with no. fucking CBD coffee, gave it to me, and he's fucked off again. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we played that uh, green door store. Oh, the green door store. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking hell, that's a hell of a small venue. It was a great show. I, I kind of love venues like yeah. that. I kind of love like the where you know, like you walk in and it's kind of it's like you know the middle of August, but it's frigid yeah, yeah. inside or yeah. something, and you're like. It's going to be sweaty. Yeah. I mean, like the walls are going to be dripping wet. Oh, fucking by the time we're done, I kind of that, love that's that. the one with like the weird like cobbled floor, right? And like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's like no, station. no dressing room. Super yeah. tiny. Like yeah, enough yeah. room on the stage for like a kit. Yeah, that's a it's a cool little venue actually. That one, yeah, it's not too bad. It's a bit of a. It's like I look at those things as like the challenge of being like, okay, <laughs> how are we going to make yes, this work? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's not where I'd, I'd imagine Counterbats playing, to be honest. So, like, that must have been. And we'll go, we'll go anywhere, you know. Like, we'll play the big rooms, we'll play the small rooms. Sometimes you do like, you know, like kind of the underplay yeah, sort of yeah, thing, absolutely. Or whatever. Absolutely. Or like, if you're like around festivals and you don't want to, like, you know, 
have a huge show to affect the festival or something. Yes. You're like, well, let's go play the Green Door yeah. Store. Well, that's a fair point. Yeah. Which would you prefer then? Which is your your preference? A small show like Green Door or like a big fucking download main stage kind of vibe? I mean, those things have like such a huge benefit because there's like, it's like an astonishing thing sometimes to look out and you're like, holy yeah. shit, there's like <laughs> 10 or 20,000 people here just like, getting drunk in in the afternoon and like having a great yeah. time but then there there is that like element of like separation but what we like to walk around the festival grounds and stuff anyway mm-hmm. afterwards yeah. and then usually just like kind of hang out with people like kind of get get in with the punters get in with the punters <laughs> but then uh you don't have to do so much of that when you play something like the Green Door because mm-hmm. there's nowhere yeah, there's to go. There's no hiding. Literally nowhere to you step go. Step off stage and you're at the bar and you're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love that thing. So um, I've got yeah. Uh, you joined Cancer Bats in 2007, 2008. Yeah, like at the very end of 2007, yeah. I started playing my first shows. So the guys, the the band had been going for about three years, right? And you had been in yeah. other bands. Um, I'd been in some like, yeah, less, less known, yeah. <laughs> smaller southwestern Ontario, Canada. So, man. did you meet? Did you meet the rest of the guys through a touring circuit, or like, how did you? How did that actually happen? Um, I had actually, I've been friends with Liam probably the longest. Mm-hmm. I've known Liam and I've been friends for like twenty years. Oh, wow. Um, so he lived about an hour from where I. I grew up in a city called London. Oh, I stayed in London. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Like when I was in Toronto a while ago, I stayed in London on the way back. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's not a lot there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I still love it. It's like one of those, you know, like you have that, like maybe sometimes love hate relationship yeah. with places mm-hmm. that the place that you uh-huh. come from where you're like, oh, I don't really want to live there anymore. But then you go back and you're like, I love this and yep. this and this. Yeah, and absolutely. This. It's just nostalgia um, love, isn't it, to an extent? Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. And most of, like, I still have a, my, my whole family's still there. And most of my mm-hmm. friends, like, a lot of my really close, good friends yeah. are all still living there. Oh, cool. So um, I still like going back. Yeah. So I grew up there in about an hour or so away. Liam lived in a city in, like, uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge. Mm-hmm. It's like a tri city. Mm-hmm. So he lived there. And we would, uh, like, a bunch of us all kind of got into this um, circuit of, like, a band was coming through town we would somebody would put the show on in london yep. and then maybe like liam would put it on in waterloo or something or like their band needed a show the day after a waterloo show so his punk band would come play in london and vice versa and we'd nice. gear or like pa systems we'd like kind of help each other out that way mm-hmm. and then it just kind of became a thing and you'd see each other at different shows or like go to toronto and you'd be meet up at a show and be like what's up and then you'd all hang so that you just kind of became friends like really naturally that that's way. great amazing uh and a lot a lot scott was like uh scott was the same way a lot because his band was always playing like in my mm-hmm. hometown mm-hmm. we became friends that way and then mikey's from winnipeg so i didn't meet him i didn't meet mike until like 2002 or three maybe wow okay which is still a long yeah. time ago um but then I had actually, before Mikey was even in the band, I'd helped, uh, I'd kind of sat in when they were, when Cancer Bats were recording a demo at Scott's recording college. Mm-hmm. I kind of like showed up to just kind of help out with the recording and get some tones and play some nice. guitars. I think maybe even it was just like, maybe I'll see if I could be, you know, I could just join the band. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't <laughs> happen. And then I went off and did some stuff and those guys started working on Cancer Bats like all the time. And then uh, the original bass player, Andrew, who's still a really good friend of, our, a friend of ours, he left. Uh, he has a graphic he design He still company. does all the graphic design stuff for you guys to this day, doesn't he? He's still, like, super involved. Oh, in that's all great. That. I yeah. love that. Like, he does all our records. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so he, he wanted to just, like, focus on his business. So he left to do that. And then there was a guy who played bass for about six months. And I got a phone call. Two days before I was like flying to Calgary for a wedding, and Liam was like, Hi, I know you don't play bass, but do you, you want to go on tour forever <laughs> yeah. and play bass? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love that. And I think it kind of came because like maybe a few months before that, I was like really drunk at a at a record release for a friends of ours uh in that band, Attack in Black, 
were putting out a record and I was super drunk and I was just kind of like, Liam, I hate being here. I want to go on tour forever. Vicky <laughs> is your merch guy. Oh. He was like, uh, I'll think yeah, about maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So, so that, that was basically... Kind of... Oh, go on, Liam. So that was basically the start of your, your career with Cancer was just, do you want to just fucking come on tour? And you went, fuck, yeah, okay, great, let's go. Done. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's all I want to do, really. It's all I've wanted to do. It's all I still want to yeah. do. So Magic. it was good. It was like, he's just like, let's, like, I can promise you that we're going to tour a lot. And I was like, perfect. That's, I don't care what I play. Let's go. Right. On that. So your that's first it. tour would have been the um, Hell Destroyer record, right? Were you, were you involved in the writing of that and the recording? I didn't, I didn't uh, do any of the writing really kind of like, kind of like me uh, sort of like auditioning for the yeah. band was uh, going down to their jam space and they were writing hail destroyer. Yeah. And they were like, we just need to know what this song sounds like with bass. Oh, fuck yeah. Can you learn the song from Scott? Yeah. So I'd sit there for, you know, like a few minutes and I'd learn it and we'd go through it. And then that was kind of, you know, like, like I said, like kind of an audition. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, so I guess that then fucking we did like two as well is incredible. What a fucking opener to an album! What that fucking album. so oh, fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> there's a reason why, like, and I agree with people, but there's a reason why that's still the song that everyone sort of like turns oh, yeah. to. They're just like, that's hundred percent hits you in the fucking face like a pile of bricks. It's great. But that Love that it. record like really had some some well it's got some huge names on it so that must have been a real step up in like the touring circuit so you kind of got in there right at the right time to go on to a bigger deal if you know what I mean it so was you like, kind of basically are the reason Cancer Bats are a huge band to this day <laughs> <laughs> you can take all the credit. I can't. <laughs> I can't take any of the credit. I didn't write a single note on that record. I didn't play a single yeah. note on that record. It was all it was all the it was the three other yeah. dudes and they fucking nailed mm -hmm. it. And I just got to reap the benefits. So that that first tour then, would that have been one of the biggest tours you did after that record came out? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, I'd been on like a couple like sort of bigger tours with an old like a really old mm -hmm. band of mine where we were just like the hardcore band that was an opener. Um, but not to the scale. Like the first tour that we did, that I did with the band, full blown tour, was in Europe, sharing a bus with Comeback Kid uh, on Never Say Die in at the end of 2000. Fuck. So that's like ultimate trial by fire. Fire. Like you've just oh, gone man. straight from not being in the band to being in the band to then in Europe on a bus on a fucking huge tour. Dude, I'd never seen a day sheet in That's my life insane. about like, this is your plot. This, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, I didn't, I didn't know what a bus call was yeah. like any of it. Like, I was like, fuck, I don't, man, actually really funny story was, uh, I, the job I had right before I joined and went on that tour was I was driving a forklift yeah. in a tofu factory. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I asked for a month off. I was like, you need a month off to go do this thing. And they turned me down, but they didn't tell me until like two days before I was supposed sure. to leave. So flights are booked, everything. Been spent so I walked in. Yeah. 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 It's like, we're fully yeah. committed. So I walked into my job and there was a note in my locker and it said, sorry, you can't have the time off. So I just started dumping everything in my locker into my bag. And then my boss came in. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, going home. I fucking quit going Love on it. tour. And he was like, but you can't. And I was Sorry. like, fuck all of <laughs> yeah, this. Amazing. Like, I'm out. <laughs> left. <laughs> so then I'd never I've never been to Europe or anything. So I'm on this flight to Europe and I get the landing card and it says occupation. And I wrote forklift <laughs> operator. <laughs> and I'm showing Liam. I'm like, I think I did this right. And he's like, no, you're a musician. Yeah. <laughs> dummy. Yeah. <laughs> scratches it out writes musician and i was like of course that must have been like a fucking huge moment in your life there as well then like that realization of being like oh shit yeah i am a musician, I'm a musician. Now. Yeah. I'm, i this is what yeah. i do now i'm not going home to drive a forklift i'm gonna do this how did you find that first tour was it like did you adapt easily did everyone else sort of show you the ropes or were you just like a tm's nightmare yeah. shitting on the bus late for everything or no, I just kind of like, 
I just kind of watched like the other dudes and I was like, okay, like, I'm just like going to stick with these mm-hmm. guys. Like if we're going to go out somewhere, I don't know how to, where I'm going yeah, yeah. or how to get around anywhere. And like, I did know, uh, Andrew from comeback kid, like he and I had known each other for a little while. So it was nice to have like one other buddy yeah. outside of that. But everybody on that tour was like so chill, so oh, easy to get along with it. It was like made like fast friends with Love everybody. That. Yeah, they're, they're the right. ones always. But it was intimidating. That one's first. a bell end on it, really, isn't it? That's that's the best thing about <laughs> it. If everyone's nice about it, it works. Which which brings me on to yeah. another question. So, Cancer Bats have toured with so many like different types of bands, and I I would probably yeah. say that you're on a lot of the bills from the the biggest tours that you've done over the years. You're probably the heaviest band on it. So it's like that kind of it's a different sound. Like how do you make that work on a bill or how, how does that kind of happen? How do you get teamed up with funeral for a friend or, or anti-flag or do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, is it a friendship thing or is, is that people behind the scenes pushing those together or are you guys just going, fuck it, let's go hang out with these guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely gotten like, you know, having like met some of the anti-flag guys maybe beforehand or whatever, like you kind of develop that relationship or like you met at a festival or something. Um, But then also like the funeral for a friend thing, I think kind of came through like at the time we were managed by raw power. I see. So, and we were managed by them and so was funeral and like, so was bullet and horizon. So we ended up doing a lot of shows with those bands uh, just through management. And are you still Uh, friends with those guys? But then like, with, with with bullet and funeral for a friend, you, you still see them around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Still see like we've st- we done we've done some random stuff with bullet here and there, and like uh, I I think we see like Ryan from funeral the yeah. most, or have mm-hmm, seen him mm-hmm. the most because at, at one point he was actually uh, working for Raw Power. I'm really? sure too. Probably, yeah. I think some of those guys did that. Yeah, I think so. I think he was like managing bands for for a while there, as well. Maybe he still yeah. is. But no idea. We'll have to, we'll have to yeah. message him and find out, try and get him to come on. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he can come on and talk to us about um, the 15th final show that Fiend of a Friend have done in the last two years, three years. Oh, are they still just like, this is it? But no, this is really. <laughs> I might be wrong, but, but then, it no, feels like it is. Like every fucking year, they're like, uh, it's your last chance. We're going to yeah. do one more gig. <laughs> It's like the stones, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. the Rolling Stones are always, or like Sabbath. Man, I saw Sabbath in 1998 and it was like, farewell, oh, God, see you yeah, later. Yeah. And then I think I saw them again like three years ago and they're like, Bye-bye. We watched, uh, <laughs> like there's a documentary, I think it was on like Sky Arts recently. There's like a, a live show from like their, their final farewell tour. And uh, it was from like 2015, 2016 or something like that. And I was like, oh, I definitely saw this tour. And they've definitely toured like three times since this fucking <laughs> happened. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I kind of love it. It's like Slayer did that they too. They did, Slayer yeah. Was yeah. Like, just fucking kept going. This is the last time you're ever going to see us in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. 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 This year. <laughs> they have stopped now. Slayer are done, right? I'm pretty sure Slayer As far as I'm aware. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Who who yeah. knows? <laughs> who knows? I know this is a podcast, but I'm making a very precarious yeah. like, what? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they, they've stopped now. Um. Yeah, I think they stopped like 2019. Not that they should have done. Yeah. Fucking, have you ever seen Slayer Live? What a fucking show. I saw them so many times, especially on that final run oh, because so they good. did a lot of the same festivals. Yeah. Doing. yeah, I think you every, do, every festival we were on, on that tour that we did together, they were every festival we were on. Yeah. And it was always like, yeah, I just remember there was this guy that was running around backstage being like, Kerry King is walking to stage. And he'd be like, I don't fucking care, mate. Don't fucking tell me to get out of the way. No, I don't care. You're also like, he wears like all those like crazy chains that you're like, you don't need to let anybody know. And I'm pretty sure Kerry King is enough of a a boisterous, bullshy man that he can probably tell people to get out of this get out of his way himself. I don't think he needs someone. Yeah, he's ter he's like such a terrifying looking exactly like He'd just be like, excuse me. And you'd be like, Absolutely. I bet he's like super meek and very polite. It's like, excuse me, please. Excuse me, kind sir. I'm, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Mr. King, step aside, please. 
<laughs> oh, I'd love it if that was true. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so who who does the set list for Cancer Birds? Because when when on that tour that you guys that we did together, it was for yeah. the Spartan Moves record, and you were opening the show with yeah. Gatekeeper every night. And it's it's a fucking yeah. absolute slayer of a track. Like it's so fucking mm-hmm. good. Oh, and you. it's a great way to open a set. Thank but you. is that a conscious thing that you guys all were just like, right, let's kind of get some association with this new record and like get that vibe, or was it just that's what you wanted to do on that one? Or was there a lot of there quite a lot of thought going into that? I think we sometimes like get into a groove, uh, sometimes of like, you know, where where we kind of go, well, we know that these like first two to three songs really kick off a set well. Mm-hmm. So like even before the tour that we did with you guys, we were probably already opening with Gatekeeper mm-hmm. into like Brightest Days into something like Pneumonia Hawk or something. And we were probably like, yeah, that's like a that's really great way to start. Yeah. But then also we'll say like, oh, did have we toured the UK with those three as the opener already? Uh, yeah. Do we need to, do we need to like switch yeah. this up? But then at the same time, you're kind of like, why? You can't, you don't want to mess with a good thing. thing if it works. Also, like, very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You can fix. You can kind of like screw around with like the second, third, fourth yeah. song. Yeah. Because we like to play everything in blocks. Like we try to go like four or five songs, then take a break. Four or five songs, take yeah. a break. So we're just like, what's the flow? Because we're not going to stop for ten minutes. Yeah. I think that's really important as well. Because you'll find that some places when when you're touring a lot and you know you're hitting back into certain areas you know you've been to berlin and then like over the course yeah. of the next few years you come back to berlin you play similar venues and you know the crowd a bit more you start to recognize like oh well we were here like two years ago this song fucking went off and this new track is kind of exactly. like this so maybe we should throw that in and take this out or you know there's always stuff like yeah. that that you can you can put together and be quite smart about it i think so because i do enjoy we always kind of have like one or two songs too mm. like we'll have like sort of like a general idea and we'll be like okay hey, these are the you know 20 songs we're going to play or something and we'll be like these kind of like four, we can like pop in and out with these other four. Perfect. Yeah. Here and there if we if we feel like I think it. it's good to have that because I enjoy like a regimented organized set list. Like so I know like just as a tour manager, so I'm like even if not at the stage, if I, I know where we are, judging, judging by yeah. how long we're into, I can go and make a good guess of what's going on. Um, but oh, there yeah. is, I think like you lose a little bit of that like fluidity and fun and creativity by having it like too, too set in, too yeah, too set in stone, you know, yeah. like it doesn't become, yeah. it becomes like a rehearsed performance rather than like a live show. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Yep. For sure. Yeah. And like, even Craig, it must be like a thing for you to like, when you're mixing to be like, Oh, I, I'm, I already know, like they're in the middle of this song. I know to start the next one, I've got to just, it, it's I've got to make this adjustment. Like I used to have a copy of the set list at front of house, and then it was like it got to a point where exactly the same thing. There would be like we'd have 15 songs in a set list, and then like a collection of eight that would come in and out, but it was structure-wise, yeah. it was pretty similar. So any of my cues at front of house as such were just very easy to spot. <laughs> I think the boys just make it as easy as possible for me not to fuck up, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Oh. We had like a pretty good time with some stuff like that last year, or sorry, not last yeah. year, but in uh, the year before, because uh, Scott, our guitar player, had a kid. Oh, wow. So we had uh, Wade McNeil was yes. playing some guitar with us. Oh, yeah. sick. And he brought in like a couple like fun things where he'd be like, oh, if we're going to do this transition, let's have like a, like a two minute or a one minute jam session first. Like he's like, I'm going to just like, <laughs> and you guys can just like, do this thing and then we'll hit the song and we were like that's something we've never like really executed before so it was like kind of cool to do that i do remember seeing you guys uh, um it was slam dunk and i came over and that was the first time i saw um wade playing with you guys and i was like this is still fucking crushing like that guy is an absolute beast on stage (laughs) yeah what a fucking guy that was like we've been fortunate enough that you know because uh Scott Scott has a kid. Mikey has two kids. We've been fortunate enough that like the people that have our friends that have stepped up to fill in uh, have been absolute 
animals. The beast. Like, I remember you did they, the talk they, with the beast. They, they come and meet us at our level. Yeah, the Belgian <laughs> yeah. beast, right? Like they come and meet us at the, at our level, and they're not afraid. They just yeah. are, you know, like not that there should be anything to be afraid. Absolutely. of. are not doing anything, you know, unreal. But it's it's we've been really fortunate to have like good people. Yeah. Good friends like step up. I think this is something that's co- it's come up with like so many times in our podcast, but Canada being just like this this place where there's just so many fucking great bands and great musicians. I think having that in your your local essentially your local scene is fucking incredible. You know, have all those people to to pull from as friends and also to yeah. rely on as well for fill-ins, things like that. It's fucking incredible. It's amazing. It's pretty we're pretty fortunate, like even as spread out as a and as big as this mm. country is like you like we have really good friends that could easily step in that are people from like vancouver which is the yeah. complete opposite end of the country <laughs> yeah. you know it's like that's like a week's drive kind of thing but mm. yeah i was planning to do that <laughs> i was i was meant to fly to canada in like pretty much a month the day actually for two weeks i was gonna go into vancouver and then drive across basically um but covid said no it's, it's something i definitely recommend doing i i love being able to crisscross canada like like by touring yeah. and stuff but it's just waiting know, for my a, invite it's to a canada pretty nice by drive. cancer bands <laughs> what's that i want an official cancer bands invite invite come on over i'm officially inviting you. done there you go it'll never leave now that's it <laughs> That's okay. We have so many, we have so many uh English dudes here. Like basically at one point, almost all of Johnny Troon. Like we're still friends with all those guys. Like that has been a long time since I heard that name. Yeah. I've saw I saw Paul Jackson two days ago. I love that. Thinking about friends on tour and stuff, like it's so nice when cancer bats are on the stage because I I know that I'm gonna go over there and I know that. You can kind of go and stand on the side of a cancer bat stage and there is people from about 15 other bands there all just hanging out and and <laughs> and coming to say hi because all of you are so lovely as well. And it's one question that we've asked to a few people is like, how do you keep these fleeting relationships on festival sites so strong when it is such a small amount of time you actually get to spend with each other? Because it's it's lovely to hang out with friends and it's easy to pick up from where you were, but when when it when you're on tour on the side of a stage in a festival and, and it's more than just a hello and a nod it's an actual connection do you know what i mean like how would you say you maintain yeah. that i think it's like probably easier than it's ever been now through things like having a zoom yeah. meeting or having like just like any kind of social media like a cell phone that like gets connection pretty much anywhere on the <laughs> yeah. planet um you know, you can, you can not necessarily, you don't have to like take down someone's number necessarily yeah, anymore. No, you can just them. say, Oh, I was talking to, you know, I, I met this, I met this dude, Craig, and he does sound for anti-flag. And then you just kind of look up Craig Leach and you're like, Craig Leach sound that has to mm. be him. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? And then you can stay in touch yeah. that way. So it's probably easier than ever. Uh, and then when you do hang out, it's like you're kind of already aware of what people have been. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not much either from posts or because like because you're also just being like, hey, like was thinking about you, how you yeah. doing? And then you just have a chat. Or no, absolutely. Yeah. It's nice that we can all do that because one thing that I've really missed over the over the last two years is those fleeting interactions on festival sites with people that. Yeah, I do consider my friends and it's like, I don't need to talk to my friends every day, but it's just like, it's so weird to not have had like, let's go another year down the road when we all get to bump into each other at open flare festival or something. And it's mm. just coming like, yeah, just fucking hugging everyone, man. I'm dishing out COVID to the lot here. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to that point where you're like, that's all I want to do is I want to have that like fleeting yeah. moment with somebody yep. and just like get to say hi like shake their hand give them yeah. a hug whatever talk like crack a joke that was like maybe a running joke that you had at one point oh, yeah you know what i mean like there's like all those little things that factor in and because it is pretty wild to think of because of what we do and as like our chosen careers like just how many people you actually have that are legitimate yeah. friends mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. just 
an acquaintance or something yeah. like you you make you make solidified friendships with people absolutely. that are really like they last for a very very yeah, long. absolutely i think mainly because you're bound by this fucking ridiculous chaotic choice of lifestyle <laughs> that you've you've decided to go with and you're both just well all of your friends and yourself are just living in this weird bubble that no one else outside of that bubble could possibly understand yeah and you're just bound by this nonsense also, essentially you never get to spend enough time with each other to end up hating each other yeah there's that as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it man actually like uh maybe like a week or two two three weeks ago i was out walking my mm-hmm. dogs and I ran into Ben from Billy Talent. And I haven't seen Ben in like a year wow. and a half. Easily, like easily a year and a half. And we don't live that far from each yeah. other, but I just, we haven't run into each other. And we're like both wearing like the masks because you know, mm. COVID and we're walking around with our mask on. But I saw him and I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit. And he's like, oh, shit. I got my dog. He has like a, like a new, like a newborn daughter. And we're, I was just like, you have a kid. He's like, I have a kid. <laughs> Oh, it was like, man, like, you know, I love that yeah. dude. I never get to see that guy, but man, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of relationships that you end up building with people from like touring. It's, like, it's crazy yeah. to think that you live so close to each other, but you're more likely to bump into each other in Germany than in the park near your house. It's fucking mad, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, that actually brings us on nicely to our, our top, our talking touring questions are you really ready for this oh it's very exciting <laughs> he's rubbing his hands in excitement my hand. <laughs> so um i know it's it's a i hate this question it's so hard to do on the spot but if you had to top five venues that you've played been to seen a show at hospitality taken a turd at it can whatever. be a festival whatever basically I'm gonna be bad at this too because I really I always forget the names of uh, venues as well. Oh, but, you're uh, cities, countries. <laughs> um, there's there's the one venue and uh, I always like playing in Budapest on the boat. No, not on the boat, but it's like not far from like the baths uh, and all that stuff. It's like uh, like I want to call it like underground or something, but I don't think that's it's, good. Got, it's, out, got, it's like got a courtyard rooms. outside. Yeah, and that nice lady always makes like the most like she makes the best food and then she'll make like a cake for yeah. everybody Aww. and it'll be like, you know, two anti-flag yeah. and cancer rats and silver seed. And you're just like, you're the yeah. best. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh, I need to know what that is uh, now. Shout out that one old that one lady from that one venue. Yeah. In, <laughs> in, in Budapest. Budapest. <laughs> Again, I'm so bad. No, at I can't remember. remember. I, but, I suggested um, that the boat, and now I can't even remember the name of the fucking boat. Budapest. <laughs> uh, I always liked. It's not there anymore, but I always liked like the. Uh, speaking of like underworld, was the one like in uh, in Cologne? Five mm. musical. Like the, it was. I think in Cologne it was just called like the underground, and it had like. A band house off to the side. We got robbed there once, actually, what? but it didn't. It didn't like. Didn't like really like change anything. I was like, this is still kind yeah, of. It's kind of got like a super like, long load in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. It's like the there was like a Burger King. Like it was like off a parking lot of a Burger yeah. King. They're a bit fucking wild in that venue. Like the the scene there's a bit fucking violent. I did a show there a while ago, and it was just like, I mean. It was cool, but like much. people were throwing like glass bottles and shit around. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I know you want to have a good time, but let's just maybe not throw a glass at each other. That's not a good idea. Um, You're like, I wish I was back in the UK with plastic <laughs> yeah, beer bottles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is his <this> madness? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get that in England. Not a chance. No, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, find that venue in Budapest for the life of me. Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll try and find it later. Okay. I feel bad that I can't think of what it's called. It's so it's so rad. Um, That's all right. Someone in the comments. Can I've always liked that. playing. I've always liked playing 007 in Prague. Nice. 007 in Prague. That's that's yeah. got the worst loading in the world though. Down yes. where you go through the shopping yes. center. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh no, that's not the 007's like kind of out like in the middle of nowhere. 
But I know the, I know the one you're talking about the the one that you go through the shopping center and then and there's the there's, and the and the stage is like curved at the front yeah, yeah. like it's like it's for I've theater. got the most ridiculous story about that venue. Um, we were there like with uh, Anti Flag in 2014, I think, and uh, it it kicked off and like the show. The, I mean, the stage is what a meter high, so it's not a very high stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as the band came out, everyone went fucking crazy. Um, and then I just see this this kid walk out and he's bleeding from his nose and it's like, Are you all right, dude? And he's like, yeah. And he just runs up and goes and like <laughs> gets cleaned up and stuff. And then he runs back into the pit. And I'm kind of just keeping an eye on him. And then like a couple more songs in, I see him walk back out and he's come out and he's bleeding out of his mouth. He's got a tooth missing. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> he runs to the toilet. Does it? And then, uh, yeah, and oh then I didn't God. see him again. I was like, "Fucking hell, man!" Like, he took quite a hammering. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He's like, he, like anti-flag is the greatest thing yeah, in the yeah. world. And he's like, "I will, I'll like bash in my nose yeah. and lose a tooth." And but it's just like that fine. stage level is the perfect height that if you jump off it, a steel toe cap's going to smash you straight in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. That's like the perfect height. It's like when you go to jump off and you're just like mashing your wet belly <laughs> in everyone's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just like, oh. why is it cold? It's cold. Why is it cold? Jeremy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that venue, when you load in through the shopping center, did you notice that there is a, a statue hanging above a of horse. a horse oh, upside yeah. down with a man on, yeah. his, on his belly? It's so weird. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it, man. Prague is like probably my favorite. It's I think it's my favorite city yeah. in Europe to go. It's a crazy place. Yeah. No one would explain to me why that was like that as well. It was just kind of like, oh, it's just it's a statue. It's it, like, it, it's it, like it, what is that? And they're just like, yeah. it's just a statue. Don't yeah. worry about it. Stop asking questions. <laughs> That's it's, like, don't it, worry about it. I think my favorite thing about Prague is that, and um, you you know him very well as well, Jay. Uh, Robert Robert looks after us there. Robert. Robert's just one of the nicest humans I've ever met in my whole life. Yeah. Really funny thing about Robert is uh, many years ago when we played a show at the other the venue I was talking about at 007, mm-hmm. um, that place is like, it's like the perfect punk, like haven bar. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. awesome. And he showed up. He's probably, he probably won't be happy that I'm talking <laughs> about this, but he showed up in, in this bag. He had... And uh, I'm pretty sure an AK-47. What the fuck? But it was like missing a piece, so it wouldn't actually, it couldn't actually yeah. shoot or anything. But he, I, and he was just like, yeah, I bought this gun. <laughs> He's like just walking around with it in like a backpack, and we're we're like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry, it's it's, okay. it's non-functional. Yeah. It doesn't function. I always feel very safe when I'm around Robert, and I, feel I don't know why. Because he's so beautiful. <laughs> It's because he's such a beautiful man. Oh, I don't think I know him. I really want to know him. Oh, he's the best. I need to meet him. You you'll fall in love. He's he's the kind of guy you look at and it's just like immediately. Dreamweaver. He drives this this yellow car wherever you go, and it's it's like a beacon of hope in any tour when you see Robert's (laughs) this yellow wagon just zipping around the festival It's like okay, Robert's in charge. Like I'm I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, number four. Oh man, uh, it's like this is like actually such a hard question. Oh, it is because you even try and think of like all the territories mm. that you've that you like like to play. Man, there was there used to be a place back in Toronto called the Reaver. Mm-hmm. It's now a furniture store, uh, but that was like for early days of just like really good punk shows. Where again, it was like kind of like a lower stage, yeah. and people just staged over and like whatever fell on their faces it was kind of awesome that that was like a good spot i used to like playing shows or like coming to toronto to see yeah. shows man where, where was oh. it um is everyone loves going to montreal as well don't they oh yeah montreal yeah. is has always also been really good for shows yeah liam lived there for like a really long time and then your last one I think we need to make it 10 uh, venues because five is too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's even harder. That's so yeah. that's that's still daunting. Chris number two suggested we do the talking touring top two. 
I was like, that's that's too easy. <laughs> yes, yes, way too easy. <laughs> you should call it the revolving too, and you just like check in with somebody like a week later after they've had a chance yeah. to think yeah. about it. Yeah, now, no, now actually, this. <laughs> this does happen. Like three or four guests have messaged us, being like, "Oh, I thought uh, this festival is yeah. amazing. I forgot about this one." So, too late, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Out there. Um, I mean, I've always liked playing Leeds and Reading Festival because oh, yeah. of the lockup stage was always awesome. Yes, yeah, yeah. Lockup stage was cool. And then, like, the electric ballroom is also oh, like. Oh, I love the electric. Yes. Such a great place. That's the second time that's come up actually uh, as well. Electric ballroom. I think it was Julia for Foot Should Left said she loved yeah. it there as well. That is a good venue. Yeah, there, I don't know what it is about that room, but I'm always just like I'm. I, you know, the load in's pretty cool, and like the layout is pretty cool. I've always, I've always liked playing. I say the only thing that I don't like about it is that, like, and this is really lame, but the oh, okay. Wi-Fi for backstage doesn't oh. reach to uh, merch. So if you're running a card reader, you can't um, take you can't card. Yeah, you have to. Like, I had to go out and buy a, a booster last time I was there. It was God, a very some, annoying trip outside of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you just set up a sign and you're just like cash only, and then you. With an arrow to the ATM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cash only. But then you still get fifty people going. But why is it cash only? But it's I don't cash. have any cash. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, go to the yeah. bar. Go to the bar, or go to the ATM. <laughs> break your break your hundred dollar bill. Come yeah. back to me. Not but no, it's a very good venue. Very good venue, and um, lock up stage as well. Yeah, I've always liked the lockup Great. stage. Like for some reason, like even when, uh, even before Dan was doing mm-hmm. it, uh, uh, when it was Mike, and it was like the lineups were always just awesome. Yeah. Like it's not the biggest stage. I've always really enjoyed. It's that not past. got the, the it's What's not that? the biggest stage. It's not got the like the, the most production, but it's got such a good vibe because I think, like you said, the lineups yeah. are so good and so like well put together that everyone kind of vibes quite well. So it's and they really like. I, it, it's almost like a genius move, like how they do it, where it's like, okay, we like this tent can hold like I don't know, like five thousand mm-hmm. people, which is a lot That's of a people. Lot, yeah. <laughs> but um, they like create such a good lineup that it's one of the draws of the whole mm-hmm. festival. Yeah, but they're like, we're just gonna yeah. ram it like, <laughs> yeah. to the gills, yeah. and then there's gonna be people outside that are gonna stand outside trying for like the entire day to get into yeah. this thing. It's a, it's it's pretty awesome. I like. I've always liked. Yeah. I don't think they call. Do they still call it the lock? Uh, as far as I'm aware, yeah. It's been a while since I did it. Uh, I was meant to do it not last year before, maybe. I can't remember now. Um, but it was still called the lockup then. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. With that in mind, tell us about Bat Sabbath because I think that was the <laughs> fucking coolest thing any band has ever done ever. I think that was that was one of the things that made me go. This band's fucking great. Yeah, same. Oh, okay. Um, do you remember Sonosphere? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. So we we were playing it, I think, in like its first mm-hmm. year or whatever, and Slipknot was headlining. And we were in the studio recording, I think we were recording Bears, Bears, Mares, Scraps and Bones. Which has just done its 10-year anniversary, isn't it? It's just done Jesus. 10 years. <laughs> You're up Someone's on it, man. Read Craig? Wikipedia, hey. No, I'm fucking. No, all right. He's a friend. Yeah. You know, he's a um, we were we were in the studio and we were already scheduled to play uh earlier in the day on the on one of the smaller mm-hmm. stages. And then I'm pretty sure it was Slipknot, I think, was headlining. And then we get this email asking if we wanted to do a cover set as like after after Slipknot is like an after party. Sick. Uh, on the stage that we'd already played that day. So they're like, do you guys want to do a cover set? You could do like Pantera or something. And I was like, we were kind of chatting about it. I was like, we should do a Black Sabbath mm-hmm. set. Because Black Sabbath is like, that's my favorite band yeah. of mm-hmm. all time. And so we kind of talked about it. We were like, yeah, let's do it. And we started like figuring out the songs we wanted to do. They were just like, just do like six songs. So I think we did War Pigs and... Paranoid and Iron Man. I think we did Black Sabbath. Maybe it's an amazing set. Yeah, all the big hits. We did Supernaut. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely did Supernaut. 
and maybe like um just like all the big big hits probably, yeah. probably children yeah. we probably did children yeah. too or something um but it was awesome so we were just like we went out and like liam put a cape on and <laughs> did this so it kind of became this like this funny thing uh, or we just did it as like a one-off yeah. and then started getting more responses yeah. people be like would you play this festival or would you do some shows would you like to do this and it just sort of snowballed and then we started taking it like way more serious because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it became a really awesome thing to do like when we kind of finished a touring cycle mm-hmm. uh if we were writing we could also like supplement not being on tour uh full-time and like trying to record a new record by like going out and doing like a couple of weeks of bad yeah. sabbath shows it's cool yeah that's kind of how it got going oh, awesome i love that just so good seeing a poster for it in the slade rooms in wolverhampton like, <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> it's such a cool idea i was saying to craig the other day when we talked about it it's like it's one of those things where like if i was touring with the band and we were told to do two shows a day at a festival I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but if someone was like, oh, but one of them's going to be like a, just a fucking surprise late night after party uh, cover band show. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's going to be so sick. Let's do it. Like, it's going to be great. Changes the fucking dynamic entirely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you, it's like something you, you can be a little more loose with yeah. it. And like, not that you're like phoning it in or anything, but you yeah, can be a, a little more, more loose with it and have like a bit more. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. No? Love that. We've actually probably done some of the not like we've probably done some of the cooler stuff in the last number of years as that entity yeah. we did like uh was it like download download did like a like uh it was like download Spain. oh yeah they do a few now those were like paris australia yeah. Spain. yeah they started to expand yeah. right and uh we got asked to do again it was like the after party it was like system of a down is going to finish at two in the morning <laughs> And at three in the morning, <laughs> you're going to do a bat Sabbath set. Brilliant. We were like, fuck. But it ended up being like incredible because there was just like thousands of like wasted Spaniards. <laughs> just like, we're like playing, we're like playing. Uh, all I remember is we were playing uh, War Pigs. And uh, I remember like we were, we started like conducting the crowd. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> we're like raising our hands up into the air, like becoming like, <laughs> becoming like Ozzy. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> we just started conducting and it was like bringing them back down. Just like, yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. I love it. I was like, this is awesome. All right. Another one of our talking this. touring questions is, if you had to give a top tip for touring to someone that was just coming into it or someone that did it really badly, what would that be? <laughs> I was just doing it really badly. <laughs> um, a thing I've always liked in like Liam, Liam's kind of like, I, I feel like you sort of kind of drove it home. Like in the early days, is like, you just say yes. Mm. You say yes. Yeah. And then you figure it yeah. out. Couldn't agree more. So like, if somebody's like, can you do this tour and you look at it, especially if you're starting out and it's like, you know, you're not going to make necessarily a lot of money or anything yet, but it's like, it's enough that you can do it. You just like either way. Yes. Mm-hmm. You say yes. And you figure out how you're going to get there and what gear you're using, whatever. You just make yeah. it work. It's put in I couldn't agree more. Oh, that's probably I think that's a great bit of advice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's how like I, I got started in the industry myself as well. Just to say yes to shit. Hmm. figure out how to yeah. do it later on like i i was a guitar tech for a while i wasn't a guitarist when i started like but you yeah i was out. like well i'll just download some manuals i'll read some books i'll fucking i'll learn <laughs> how hard can it be yeah. like th- how hard can it be there's probably a youtube tutorial exactly. that's it like <laughs> i'll learn how to solder from watching youtube tutorials that's it that's all i had to do it's great so it works. I should probably do that. I should probably watch a tutorial. <laughs> so I'm a fucking swan in what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
if man, if you don't know what you're doing, you're getting by just yeah. fine. Just keep, just Stop. keep doing what you're doing. To be honest, actually, I was I was chatting to a mate earlier about um, calendars and stuff, and I, I sent I sent her some dates, just talking about some bits and bobs, and I sent her completely the wrong dates, and I was like. Fucking good luck to the first band I saw mention this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be double checking. You're so of off your game at this point. You're just like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> Uh, obviously they'll be in safe hands i assure them <laughs> absolutely i mean if you haven't ruined your professional yeah. uh reputation at all with this podcast by the way it was a written contract yeah. of my of me like guaranteeing <laughs> minimal <laughs> fuck-ups need a tour manager minimal. The tour manager I'm guaranteeing minimal fuck-ups uh what is your can't live without item on tour Uh, probably it's like maybe a funny thing. First thing that pops in my head is probably just like a pocket knife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm not like one that's just like, I gotta have this thing with me or this. I feel like the thing I probably use the most either with like, you know, like cutting this or that, like getting into merch box, anything like that. I'm just like probably a pocket knife. That's very practical. I like that. (laughs) Liam's in episode one was a printer. How boring is that? Nice way better. I really need to rethink that. I really need to. <laughs> well, what's yours, Craig? What's yours then? Uh, oh God. Uh, um, yeah. It, well, it exactly. was, it was cigarettes for years, <laughs> but um, chewing gum was a good one. I love. I can't not have chewing gum in my day to day life. I know that much. Oh, my in ears. Okay. That's what it was because my in ears stopped me getting absolutely hammered every night. Like by a by noise, <laughs> not by booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hammered yeah. with sound. <laughs> Sonically hammered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you are endorsed by Orange over in Europe, aren't you? Yeah, we. Yeah, they. Uh, they're kind enough to let us uh, to give us some of their amps sometimes. <laughs> how, how 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 did that come about, and how do you maintain that that endorsement relationship? I think it initially kind of came from uh, Scott, our guitar yeah. player, has like a relationship with uh the like the yeah. guy oh point. nice i think they just like started talking about gear and tone and then that guy was like i'm yeah. one <laughs> he was, Scott was like holy shit i love yeah, your yeah. amps and then the rest is history i love that yeah they've been very they've been very helpful very gracious with like uh like always making sure we have something to use kind of anyway yeah. of that and this good thing with orange as well actually is that they are pretty much available everywhere like you struggle yeah, to, like really done to not find them a lot of work yeah. Yeah. there's like yeah i did uh i was in australia on uh laneway festival and that finishes in like yeah fuck i can't even remember like it's just the middle of fucking nowhere the last day in that i can't remember where it is and it was like the only place that i i had not been able to get any orange amps for the guitarist that was out of like the entire world tour we'd done. That was the only the place that we couldn't yeah. get it at all. <laughs> so they've done pretty fucking good to get everything yeah. across yeah. the world like that. It's pretty cool. And it's great. Like it's I do like that it's so good that they, they can provide that level of support to people because the cost involved of like touring all that shit, if you're coming over from Canada, not flying all your own stuff. Absolutely. Oh, just a lifesaver. Yeah. Big shout out to Orange. You save on like like you get like you know you pay like little like fees for like the cases yeah. and stuff like that but like whatever yeah. you know you save you save a lot of money they've been they've been super helpful yeah. and i kind of like it i kind of like the stuff too cuz it's like in a world where like a lot of amps are maybe getting a little too complicated yeah. too much uh i love like i'm just like just give me like a volume knob yeah. and i'll figure out i love that and like yeah. that's it's just all the fucking dials are super huge it all feels very chunky yeah. and like it's so simple. You're like, you want more bass? Okay, this simple. is the bass because it has the bass clef. So just there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want a middle? Here's two arrows pointing to the middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, actually, Craig, I do remember. I can't remember where we were. I think we were somewhere in Germany with the anti-flag. Hmm. And uh, um, is this the night when we went through about five different amps? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was like. Was it Head's amp or was it Justin's amp? I can't remember. One of their one of their heads like literally just like started smoking, and so Scott, I think, ran out and gave his orange yeah. head. Or there was like a spare. There was yeah. a spare orange head there that probably hadn't been used, but we like put it up. 
and there was like one knob that had like this yeah. like weird jagged <laughs> line was like the graphic and Justin was like, what's that doing? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, this doesn't make sense. And we're like on stage trying to get them back going. And I'm just like, I couldn't tell you. Let's just not, turn it on. And he's like, let's not use that knob. And he's like, sounds good. I, I, I'll never forget that because that was going like from, from the Mesa stuff that we were using. And then suddenly this fucking animal of an amplifier just gets on. I was like, whoa, that sounds fucking Yeah, you're well, just like, turn everything yeah, yeah. down. I'm just like, pull that out, the PA, because we don't need that anymore. <laughs> we don't need that. Maybe we should have turned the weird yeah. squiggly line knocked down. Yeah, that was just Justin that night. <laughs> if anyone from Orange is listening, if you could tell us what the weird squiggly line is, yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking great. It was pretty funny. It was... It's like the only time I've looked at something on one of their amps and been like, I'm actually, I'm without yeah. a clue. Because you're quite a technical chap anyway, aren't you? You've got some pretty nice boutique amps at home, haven't you? Or, or you did. Uh, you you know what? I have, but most of mine's like pretty old yeah. stuff. Like I have like an old Marshall Jubilee. Very nice. Uh, I got an old Ampeg V4. Nice. I've got a Trainer Custom Special, which is my baby. Yeah. Uh, I've got a Sun Solaris. Oh yeah, and a PV Standard, which is the Black Flag. Oh, right, oh, sick! I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's like the da- it's like what Greg Gid played on all of Damage is a PV sick. Standard. Okay. Do you ever yeah. tour any of those, that's, or are they that's all a just bunch like of just for staying at home? Will they ever come out? Uh, the the Ampeg, the PV, and the Trainer have all come out with me on oh, tour. Yeah. Nice. The Jubilee, I don't really take out as much. But it's not a bass amp. Like, no. If I was a, if I was like touring some guitar, I'd... I find that those older Marshalls as well, like the the seats for a lot of the valves don't hold up too well to a lot of travel. Like they tend to unseat yeah. quite quickly, which is a bit annoying, especially on something so is, like yeah. so like particular and boutique. Because once you change the valves in that, it's just it's never the it's same thing bit, again, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to get a pretty solid road case. For oh that yeah. If I wanted yeah. To bring it absolutely. Out. Absolutely. Uh, do you have a most memorable tour memory or like most memorable tour win that springs to mind? Most memorable tour win? Other than win? meeting me and getting to hang out with me, which is obviously the... I was going to say, I think that might be, that might be the oh, thing. Well, okay. Well, that was easy. Next question. <laughs> I think it might be like, oh, I met an Englishman that's never upset. Oh, it happens. <laughs> I've never, never seen show it. show you because I have too much respect for you. Well, I've definitely seen it, so I guess you don't respect yeah, me yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> Dude, I just remember thinking that whole time, I was like, I have never seen Craig not smiling. You know, like somebody's like busting his chops about like security's doing this or blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, it's fine. They're fine. <laughs> We're not sending anyone home. No one's going yeah. home. Just let's let's just do the show. Let's have a good time. Okay, oh, like, like never not smiling. So you can do a lot of the time, though, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. like after touring for so many years, like you see so many people that are just there, just being a fucking thorn in people's side. And I, I had a particular incident on the the last anti flag tour where I had this this security guy wearing a shirt that was smaller than me, being like, "You got to fuck off, stop the show, the show, and everything." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> No, like, let's go and have a chat. And I just kind of gave front of house control to the. Oh, was that guy. this show? No, it was at Glasgow. Oh, shit. No, yeah, it was the night before I came. I remember you telling yeah. me the story now. Yes, yes, yes. And I just walked off with him and I was like, right, let's go into your office and have a chat. And he was just like, what, what's wrong? And he was like, this has happened. I was like, so what's the problem? Like, it's happened. It's been dealt with. And he was like, you've got to stop the show. You guys are banned. I was like, well. <laughs> If you want to go up there and tell the boys to come on stage, then fucking fair play. There's a thousand people in this room that are going to come for you. <laughs> you are welcome to it. And he was like, no, I respect you too much. And I was like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> fucking lie to me. Oh, that was a good day. Um, I think while you were talking, I was kind of thinking of like a win where I was like, we made something happen from yeah. nothing. And it was... Uh, a few years ago, we were supposed to play. It was the first time we were going to play main stage of Download mm-hmm. Fest. We were playing at like four in the afternoon or something like that, or three in the afternoon. 
it was like fairly early, like, or like third or fourth on the set, I think maybe is what it was, but it had rained a whole lot and it was kind of unsafe. Uh, security had like kind of deemed like it was unsafe to let people into the park yeah. yet. So a bunch of sets got cut and one of them was ours. Oh, fuck. Um, and then luckily enough, Billy Talent was playing later in the day and they had us out and we played just Hail Destroyer. There's like, here's our gear. Play <laughs> That's Hail fucking Destroyer. awesome. <laughs> yes. Amazing. And in the middle of that, Liam still talked to the festival and managed to convince them to let us go play the Red Bull tent after the gallows. Amazing. At like the very end of the night. So then we still got to go and play like a super small, like punk set in the small tent. That's awesome. And I just remember like at the end of that one being like, we did it. We yeah. still did it. We're here. That's amazing. We made a show happen. Fucking yeah. sick. That's great. Oh, I love that. like, as a band, you've got a pretty good knack for getting yourself essentially headline slots over headline bands, which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> We just, we got the gift of the yeah. gab, you know? Being nice Absolutely. people goes such a long way as well. It does. Like, and that, that is the reality of it, is that people see through people shouting at them so quickly that if you're just nice to them, they're more than more than likely to actually help you out, aren't they? Well, there's like, what do you get from shouting? Yeah, yeah exactly. Fuck all. Nothing's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> just Fucking in a comfortable hitting. atmosphere, like, that's it. You have like a brain yeah. Out yeah. <laughs> so, what would be the opposite then? Like, uh, the like the biggest fuck up or like the worst time that you've had? Without like, getting where's, too where's, where's, <laughs> I mean, it's just gone like every Dude. like everything's just gone wrong. Okay, so this is like maybe more early days, like probably like two thousand nine or uh-huh. something. And Alexis on Fire is playing in the UK. I think they're playing in uh, Birmingham. I think <laughs> it was Birmingham. And we had a day off, so we decided we're going to go to the venue and we're going to hang out. And we're hanging out with all the dudes. And they're like, you guys should come out and play a song during our set. Sweet. <laughs> It'll be fun. Or no, they're like, uh, we'll leave the stage. And before we come back out for our encore, you guys come to a, <laughs> yeah. a song. And they're like, but you got you to play Hail Destroyer. So we're like, absolutely. And again, we're just using all their gear. And I go out and I've got Steel's bass. Yeah. And we're about to kick off and the stage was kind of wet and I wasn't paying attention. And I kind of like jumped. And when I came down, I instantly just like did one of those, like straight on your face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like like, on his base. And I was like, I think I just broke his base in half. Luckily, I did. Oh, fuck. (laughs) But I definitely laid there for a couple minutes. I was like, fuck. I don't, I don't know if I can get up because that's too embarrassing. And then I just slowly stood back oh, up. And like, oh, fucking hell. That is rough. Just kind of played through the rest of the song. Let's <laughs> like, ride it out. I bet he was just stood side of the stage yeah. watching you like, what the fuck <laughs> have we done? He was like, J-Bone just fell flat on yeah. 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 Great, great. That encore, it's not going to happen. We're not going to play anymore. <laughs> They're like, we can't top that. Like yeah. that. That was pretty impressive. Oh, that's amazing. To be fair, that that actually is an hour now, so I think we that's a perfect point to wrap it up. The idea <laughs> fucking ended. That's apart. amazing. <laughs> but Jay, thank you so much for coming on talking touring and chatting with us, man. It's it's been so great to see you, and it's been so much fun. Oh man, just getting to see your handsome little face that's again. Stuff it. I know it's been a real pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to yeah, meet you. Likewise, yeah, likewise, likewise. This has been awesome. Hopefully, we'll, we'll actually meet face to face at some point. Face to face, we'll make yeah. it happen. It'd be excellent. We'll all get in a room. We'll have a snuggle.